purpose of the Man Over Matter podcast is to create a platform for men's mental health as we look to challenge social stigmas and reshape society's views on what it means to be a man. I want to thank you all for taking the time to tune in. We appreciate you. And if you're listening, it means you're down with the movement of like-minded men striving to become better, which ultimately means we are down with you. If you like anything you hear today, please hit that subscribe button or like button. Give us a follow on our Instagram account at Men's League or check out mensleague.com. Welcome to the first ever Man Over Matter podcast brought to you by Men's League. I'm your host, Fabian Warner, joined as always by my co-host, Derek Hill. How are you doing today, my man? What's up, what's up, what's up? Doing well, man. Thank you. Yeah, well, to be honest, after 450 million retakes and re-recordings, we are finally here with episode one, and it feels pretty good. I'm excited to get this one in the books. Obviously, we've entitled this one Men's League, fitting because it's our first one, and we really wanted to dive into you know the origin of where this thing actually came from, why we did it, and just talk a little bit about the stuff that we're going to be offering. So with that... Do you want us to jump into <laughs> oh, I'm excited too, man. I'm excited too. It's officially uh, trial number three, so I'm excited to get this thing rolling. 100%. Well, do you, you want to take a stab at that and tell the viewers why we created it, what men's league really is? Yeah, absolutely. No, you know what? I think you should take a stab at it first. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, fill me in. Well, I'll be, I'm going to try and keep this as tight as I can because, I mean, I could go on for days about this. All of our close friends have probably heard the story a million times. But for those that are new to Men's League and what we're about, really it started 2019. A lot of loss I went through in that year. Two really good friends of mine and an uncle passed away various reasons and then I was going through a divorce at the same time uh, near the end of the year my niece got sick I had a big family emergency there and then to start you know 2020 Kobe passes away my childhood hero so you put all those events together for, for the majority of a year and a little bit uh, and I was constantly in this state of loss I was constantly reflecting and thinking you know what can I do better with my life you know, all of these people have lost their lives. People are losing stuff all over the place. You know, COVID's hitting. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, what can I do better? Um, I want to maximize my life. I'm lucky to be breathing. I'm lucky to still be here. So that's essentially where the idea kind of percolated from. I think it's always been obvious in my life through relationships with men that, you know, men have usually struggled with sharing what's on their mind and their emotions and I've always prided myself on being pretty open and I would say that it became very apparent to me that maybe even I wasn't as open as I thought because uh, during that year, because I felt like I had the logic, I really thought I was okay. And it wasn't till the end of the year when I experienced like some pretty harsh panic attacks where I thought I was having a heart attack and dying. But it wasn't until that happened that really like shaped me into like really like formed me to be like, Maybe I should talk to somebody about what's going on and, and just to get it off my chest. So obviously I talked with you guys about it at New Year's at your house. Uh, the support and uh, just the way you latched on to the idea is a big reason kind of why we're here today. So that's kind of my little summed up nutshell as to where this bad boy came from. What about you, sir? Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, it starts from that that night, like you said, when you, you broached a few of us uh 
give us with the idea of what this was and what it could be and what the premise behind of of what men's league as we know it today could could become i i jumped all over it like you said and it was just because i thought to myself previously like the things that i've gone through the things that i've struggled with within my 20s whether it be physical injury in injury financial hardships a failed marriage and relationships with my family members i just thought to myself wow this would be such a great idea and such a great platform if and i would have learned so much and utilized it and used it so much within those situations like while while struggling while going through i often felt like i was going alone i was learning it i was self-taught essentially which is and i did a lot of things wrong and so when you when you presented this idea about a community of men sharing their stories becoming vulnerable and learning from each other i i i jumped all over it it was it was a very exciting concept to me because just from personal experience that that it would have really really helped me get through a lot of the shit that i had been through uh and learned the hard way from unfortunately so yeah the concept was brilliant i, I couldn't say no yeah i'm thankfully you didn't it's it's interesting before I, I get into the next question i just i really want to point out like for me those three people that passed away specifically just they had such an impact not just on me but on most of the people that are around them you know and, and going to their funerals and seeing the impact and how deep it actually reached it was really moving to me that that i need to use my skill set to do something to kind of move the dial um, and that's really where this fire came from for us to do it it's a it's a personal thing for me and and i'm glad you jumped on board with me from the beginning and uh hopefully we can make a change uh, that's the hope yeah that is the goal right and that is the that is the challenge we're faced with moving forward is making change interesting you bring up challenge because the, the, the second thing i wanted to talk about in this first episode is what is the biggest challenge you know we're talking about men being vulnerable we're talking about, you know, all these different things that have generally been something that men carry on their own. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge that men's league faces as we go on this journey? I mean, there's a lot of challenges, definitely, of building this thing um, to what we want it to become. Obviously, right out of the gate, we were faced with COVID. That was a massive challenge. We pivoted um, many different times in order to get where we are today, um, about a year into it, I guess now. Um, but to me from so far, just from what we've seen is going to be the biggest challenge is going to be buying from other men, men burying their ego a little bit, becoming comfortable with the idea of sharing these stories with one another or, and that uh, with one another, I mean, with strangers, with friends, with whomever, right. With, with coaches, with doctors, within the community of men's league, get, having men, be okay and be comfortable with sharing their stories and showing a little bit of weakness and talking about their issues is going to be our biggest challenge. It's also going to be the biggest dial mover. Like if people can do that one step and it seems like a big step, I'm telling you it's not, but it seems like a big step. And if people can make that step and start to talk and start to share and start to learn from one another, it will make the biggest difference. It's just that that first step, that first challenge is just going to be showing the men within men's league that this is a safe place to do so. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I think you hit the you hit it right on the head there. It's it literally comes down to society stigma, right? 
for guys to be vulnerable and start sharing stories, that's not what we're used to. That's not the norm. That's not how I grew up. I'm pretty sure it's not how you grew up. Yep. Uh, so we need to step outside the box and doing stuff like that always takes time. Like no matter what you're talking about, whether it's the racial movement we're seeing with BLM, you know, doesn't it doesn't matter what the change is. But generally speaking, when you're trying to affect some massive change that is going against society's current, it's always going to be challenging and it's always going to take some time. But the big essence of men's league is let's make this shit cool. You know, it's time to flip it on its head. And the new wave of gentlemen is the vulnerable man. And I want that to be the new sexy. I want that to be the new cool kid. Right. And, and hopefully we can start turning the dial one moment at a time. I, I did also, I guess I should, I should have jumped on this when, when I were answering the first question, but I just wanted to make reference that there was one lady in particular who was married to one of the gentlemen who passed away. And I remember we held a little party for him. It would have been his birthday, obviously, but he had passed away. So his wife had this birthday with the family, had all the guys over and she, and she made this speech. And this was before I kind of moved forward with men's league. Uh, and she had said that the last thing that the, the person who had passed said to her um, was that he was going to make this his greatest comeback ever. And she sat there in the kitchen, standing on a chair, talking to all of us. And she said, you know, I challenge each of you to make 2020 your best comeback ever. If you're sitting on an idea, do it. If you're sitting on something you want to say to somebody, say it. And, you know, there's a room full of guys like man tearing up, you know, sucking it in, doing the, yeah, doing the, doing the whole imagine. thing. Yeah. And it really spoke. I honestly felt like she was talking almost directly to me because here I was sitting on this idea for men's league. And she's telling me not to not to just sit on the idea to do it. And I made the commitment to myself that at that moment, I was going to at least try and do one thing with it, regardless of what it was. Let me just build on that because it's something, it's an idea I've had in my head here for the last few minutes. If getting other men to become vulnerable and share their story is our hardest challenge, our biggest hurdle, I think our one, if that's 1A, our 1B is us doing that exact same thing. We are two normal guys that are struggling to share things that have ego that, you know, that haven't been brought up to do this kind of thing. And I think that of what I've learned so far, absolutely, is that is a challenge too, is to convince myself and to, to, to go both feet in for myself. And we are, we, like you say, we want to make it cool. We want to make it, we want to make it so that the next generation of men, this is normal, but we need leaders to do that. And it's going to, that's what you and I have essentially tagged ourselves to be in this community is, is to lead and show that it's okay. And that's been, that's been a struggle too, but anything that I've said here so far is a result of me doing that a little bit already and seeing the power and the momentum of taking one little step and seeing the snowball effect of how impactful that one step is. So definitely a challenge for you and I at the same time, right? Because we're, we're two guys, we've always said, we're two guys that need men's league at the same time. <laughs> Even though we're going to be starting it and we're going to be talking about it and we're going to be bringing in and hopefully educating other men on it. Hey, we're, we're first in line right then and there too. So that I think that's going to be an interesting challenge as well. Well, I love that you brought that up because literally that is the biggest challenge. I remember any man that I know who I've told this idea to, has been like, yes, like we need this. Like that's totally true. But then when it comes time to actually, you know, put your face out there or do it, and including you and I, I remember the first time we put our first videos out, that was 
was like pulling teeth to get yeah, it out myself that. and yeah. to get yours was even more pulling teeth. So if we've created this and we're having issues sharing, how can we expect you know, our buddies or people we don't know to just come out right away and, and do it? And, and to the credit of some, some men have, and it's been awesome to see. And that's kind of been one of the most rewarding pieces of this whole thing. But yeah. So obviously we've, we've, we've slashed this thing into four major pillars um, that's physical health, relationships, financial, and then our big overarching pillar, mental health. What are your thoughts on it? Like, I tell the people how we came up with that concept. Yeah. Okay. So in my mind, it's all, like you say, it's overarching to mental health. And we, our goal is to improve men's mental health. I mean, the statistics, the facts show that men are struggling and badly. And so when you, when you keep that in mind, okay, we want to improve men's mental health. When you and I sat down and we started, you know, bullshitting and exploring ideas on how we can do that, you know, to us, it came up as, okay, well, especially for me, physical health is so important. When I have a rough day, when I feel shitty, when I get out of bed on the wrong side, if I get a workout in or if I get a little exercise or I eat well or I just, you know, go for a walk, whatever it is, meditation, yoga, it changes the day. And so the physical health pillar, I think to me was a no brainer in sense of like, I've seen and felt the impacts of improving your physical health, how that directly correlates to your mental health improving. Financial, obviously, same idea. And it's the same premise for all of these three. Financial is more of a less direct change. But if your overarching financial situation is better, then you're less stressed. You know, there's always, you can, you can take the layers back and see, but if you're financially secure, a lot of the other things will seem less impactful, a change in a job or a, you know, maybe you're not as busy as you used to, or you get laid off or whatever it is. If you're financially set, you have a good plan and you're focused and you can stick to that plan. You're going to be secure in that sense. And, and we were never taught how to be financially smart. There's so many things that we had to learn and do and how to start an RSP, how to save retirement, how to mortgage a house, how to pay down debt, how to get a line of credit, you know, all these different things. I mean, I, I challenge any man out there to tell me uh, to tell me that they have never had financial hardship to some degree or another. And I think that that's an area that we can all learn at and will help us build that good solid foundation of like having solid mental health and feeling good about your situation. Lastly, the third sub pillar, whatever you want to call it, is the relationships and God, what a beast that is. <laughs> I mean, it's we the more we've talked about it, the more we've learned about it. It's been broken down to us in many different ways. I mean, you can I could sit here and name 50 different types of relationships I have. But what I've learned so far in this journey is that it often comes down to the relationship with yourself first. Mm -hmm. And that being highlighted to me, is it was, was kind of a shift in the way I thought about it because inherently I thought, oh, I want to be a better father. I want to be a better son. I want to be a, not, not a father. I want to be a better son. I want to be a better <laughs> brother. I want to be, well, father to Charlie, maybe. Um, Charlie's his dog. Yeah. For people that don't know, <laughs> yeah. Derek doesn't have any children. But you know, like all these different relationships of being a man, right? Better husband, better boyfriend, better coworker, better boss, better coach, whatever it is. I all, I inherently thought, okay, what can I do to be a better boyfriend? Okay, well, buy more flowers, do this, that, you know, you know, all these different things. No, it stems from being a better person. First, being happy with yourself, being comfortable with your mind and your body and your situation, then you can give more. And to me, that 
those three things, if you're improving on all of those aspects of your life, your relationship with yourself and others, your financial situation, and your physical health, and I'm not talking about being a fitness model, just baby steps with this kind of stuff. If you can improve and take little steps on each one of those things, you will start to see your your level rise. Your mental health will be better. You'll be less stressed. You'll be sleeping better. Those areas of life will start to improve. Your relationship will start to improve. So to me, it was such a synergy and such a great fit for all of those three things to speak into our overarching pillar of improving your mental health and to start to change the narrative of what these facts are showing with men struggling. Oh, amen, man. 100%. Definitely. I think the only thing I would echo on it is obviously that what Derek says is 100% on with what the men's league mandate is. And it's that all of these things are touching each other all the time. They all affect each other. And I think overall, the first vision of men's league was, was let's open up guys to being vulnerable and let's start sharing knowledge about some of these these bad statistics that are running rampant through the male community that was the first thing and the second thing we thought of was okay now that we are going to have these events for awareness and all these things how can we help men tangibly move the dial even if it's by one percent per day one percent per month one percent for the year even if you're improving by one percent how can we do that and that's really where these pillars formed because we wanted to think of actual tangible things that we could start doing. So that's the only thing I'd add on to it. Other than that, I thought it was a fantastic answer, brother. Minus when you said you had a child. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know how it goes. Uh, no children yet. Awesome. So I'll jump quickly into what Men's League actually offers. We mentioned before, it started more with events and raising awareness. So the first kind of concept was the speaker series and we do plan on still doing that as soon as COVID permits and what the speaker series really is is us finding some form of a a speaker professional speaker to come in do a lunch and learn possibly downtown not sure where the location would be we'll have a DJ we'll try and make that thing cool have some nice food and then we'll just have someone speak you know and and share their story and again trying to normalize uh, men being able to share that kind of stuff and then kind of the hope from those speaker series is that you as a man will leave there knowing that you were with a bunch of like-minded men all striving for the same thing. You'll go back to your peer group and you'll share that story, you know, and that might spark one of your friends to then share with you. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist behind the speaker series. Um, social series is, is quite similar, but it's a smaller uh, event. Maybe we'll rent out uh, a smaller restaurant or, or a room in a, in a club or whatnot. Uh, and do maybe a scotch tasting, maybe just do an open mic, invite people up to share. Um, could be a pickup basketball game, basketball game, pickup hockey game. Uh, so this, the social series is just kind of just a smaller, more intimate get together for a group of men uh, so that we can kind of spark sharing, if that makes any kind of sense. Uh, then we have obviously the Man Over Matter podcast, which you are listening to right now. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And we hope to use that platform to, again, normalize a lot of the mental health stigmas, bring on a lot of guests who know quite a bit more than Derek and I, because like we said, we need this as well. And yeah, hopefully we just start normalizing a lot of conversations and and, and people can take away some of the, the experiences that others have when they come on the show. Uh, and then lastly, we have our membership, which again, I think the focus on that was to help men tangibly move the dial. You know, within the membership, we've we've met a lot of awesome people, 
that we call architects or coaches, uh, and they've helped construct these courses uh, that we're giving away. So the courses that we have strength course, we've got nutrition, we've got mobility, we've got a relationship course, we've got a financial course. So within the, the membership, you're going to get a bunch of courses and we plan on adding to that consistently. So every year we're planning on to add more courses, more courses. You're also going to get online resources and that can be actually like an online library that we have, which will deal with various amounts of topics, COVID, fatigue, relationships, anxiety, depression, all kinds of resources that people can read that also will be consistently adding to. And also within the resources, we provide our members with virtual wellness check-ins with our partner at MedCore. We're very proud about that one. You log into your membership, you click the, the link, and you can literally pick a day and a 45-minute booking time is available for you right there. Uh, the beauty of that one is, is it's no, there's no limit. So if you need to have a mental wellness check-in every three days, you can do that every three days. So we're providing that. We've obviously got our affiliates, uh, which again, we're going to be consistently adding to. And that's a group of companies that we believe line up with the men's league vision. Uh, and they've decided that they want to provide our members with specific discounts. So you log in there, you get the discount code, uh, and you'll be able to shop at any of our affiliates whenever you would like. And then lastly, we have our private community. We've got our community in there, which we hope to spark conversations, talk about ideas, to share stories in a safe manner where men can feel like they can be vulnerable and we'll try to normalize it that way. We've also recently launched a clubhouse room that we have talks every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. So that's kind of an extension of our community and, and we invite anyone to join us there, women, men. I think the bigger topic of conversation in mental health can never die and it's always awesome to get different inputs and whatnot in that community. So that's kind of where we're at with what we're offering. And we hope that you guys like it and we will continue to build on it. Yeah. Can I just elaborate a little bit? Just please do, my sir, two sir, cents. Please yeah, do. Thank you. Um, the Mental Health Resource Library, one of, I think, personally, one of our greatest accomplishments. It's been, it's so well built. Uh, we hope that everybody can use it not just members right this is a free mensleague.com you can get to there you can get to the mental health resource library through there and it is men or women gender unbiased it is just there for you to go at any time or you're struggling if you want to read about what you think it is you want to read about specific situations that maybe you're struggling with the library is there and it is always live and it's always ready to go obviously the podcasts are going to be outside of the membership as well and, and shared um, along all the platforms. So stay alive and look alive for that as well. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with the podcast. <laughs> well, if you keep dropping kid bombs, then we're, we're well, it's like, I, I know I'm going to have kids, right? Like my mindset is that like, you know, I will be a father one day and that even if I don't have kids now, I can still prepare to be a better father. Nice so, save, bro. I like you. that. That's a really good answer. Hey guys, just wanted to take the time to thank you for tuning in with us. This is the time we give a quick shout out to our affiliates. Check them out on the website of Deso Men and Boost CBD products. Lastly, be sure to check out our IG at Men's League. Click, save, like, follow as much as you can. You have no idea the power those little actions may have. Now let's get back to the goods. So anyways, our, our director is giving us strict instructions to not talk too long here because we could blab on all day, but I will leave you guys with this last question. 
And it's one you'll hear us ask quite often through the Men's League platform. But Derek, to you, masculinity, what does it mean to be a man? Go. Okay, I thought we... We yeah we asked, okay so here's a little backstory we we filmed this one previously this episode previously and I absolutely kicked the ball around on this answer for probably a good five or six minutes um, so here I am about to do the same thing <laughs> dude I don't know man this is something I hope to find out honestly it's something I hope to learn about continually and it's something that I hope that I can talk about in the future with other men because it is such a diverse and complex answer. I think there's an idea or a or a a vision of what masculinity is and I think it's completely wrong. I don't know if we have the answer to that. I think masculinity, I think if you type it into Google what is masculinity? It's like strong, built, tall, handsome man. That has nothing to do with masculinity in my in my in my eyes. It could be so many different things, masculinity. And I think it all stems around being yourself. I think just being yourself, there's a, there's a sense of masculinity, being comfortable with yourself, being confident, not cocky, confident in the way you carry yourself in whichever way that may be. I think that is what, that's where I'm at right now with what masculinity is. <laughs> so... <laughs> Awesome answer. Ask me again. Like, throw it on me again in the speed round of some other episode. I will. How my answer has changed as we continue this journey. I think the issue with us kind of refilming and redoing this is Derek kind of took pieces of my answer. So I don't even. (laughs) So I feel flattered for one sense. But uh, in terms of me answering it now, I don't know what I'm going to say. But I think, I think, Derek, you, you hit on some strong points. I think the biggest issue is that it's society again. We have this view of what masculinity is based on what society has kind of taught us, you know, what we see in the movies, what we see in books, you know, what we've seen from our peer groups and the older kids growing up. And living up to that expectation, I don't think is fair just because we're all so different as human beings to start with. And you're right. All of the time when I try to answer this question, the first things that pop in my head are very stereotypical. And then I think back and I think, is that really a male quality or is, like, can a woman not have that quality too? Whether it's talking about protector or being strong. And the more I thought about it, the more all of these characteristics, like someone just decided that, like that easily could go both ways. So I think you hit it on the head where I think masculinity is going to be different for almost every man that tries to answer that question. Um, and I don't have the answer yet myself. It's been bugging me that we don't know that answer. You would think, what does it mean to be a man would be a very easy thing to answer, but, um, the search continues. And, uh, when we get the full blown answer in the moment of truth, I will uh, definitely share that. You know what? I think in, it, I think if you were to ask women, I th- I'm thinking right now in terms of, you know, you see a certain, you see a girl, whatever. And I bet you if you were to ask her what's attractive or what is what she thinks is masculinity, it would be very different from that answer that Google gave me that we've talked about, that stereotypical thing. I think that 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 provides a little bit of light that we are very off with what we currently view masculinity as. I personally hope we can have an entire episode on this. I'm just spitballing ideas here. Foreshadowing. We eh? should we should get an episode on masculinity straight up and just 
talk that out. Maybe bring in a third party, somebody that has a little bit of insight on it as well. But yeah, I mean, it's an exciting question. The answer excites me. I don't know what it is fully, but it, it excites me to to continue to educate myself and learn about it. Perfect, man. Well, well, I have one more question for you off oh, the fucking oh, shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, before I've got you shut the show here, bro. You... Yeah, we're going off the. We're going okay. Off the okay. Um, can you explain to me the vision of the Man Over Matter podcast? Like, how do you see this growing? How do you see this building? I know you touched on it with the with the offerings. But yeah, talk me through it. Like who, who do you see as guests? Who do you see as, what is it, what does it look like in the next, in the first year of, of the Man Over Matter podcast? Yeah, man. I, uh, well, I, I see it as a platform for men's mental health. So uh, the guests that I see coming on are everyday men like you and I that want to share their story. Guys who have participated in our Man Talk Monday initiative on Instagram and have received good um, reviews from others, maybe bring them back on to do a deeper dive into those stories. Uh, I think getting some of our local professional athletes in here would be an awesome thing to start with. Um, I think athletics introduces a complete other dynamic to men's mental health um, that I would love to explore. Uh, and ultimately, it's just about normalizing conversations. Like my hope would be people, men specifically, will listen to this podcast and say, oh, shit, you know, I was going through something similar like that, too. And it's OK to see these guys talking about it. It's OK to see guys that you'd see out at the bar on a Friday night also talking about anxiety and panic attacks. See guys talking to psychologists and and just normalizing how cool and awesome that can be. I mean, we as men and not just men, people, again, with society, it's like, why is there a taboo stigma on checking in on your mental health? Why is there not a stigma about checking in on your physical health? It's like we've, we've normalized certain things and certain things are lagging behind. And I think the Man Over Matter podcast is just that platform. Like, let's talk about erectile dysfunction. Let's talk about porn. Let's talk about dating, divorce. Let's talk about masculinity. Let's put it on the table, baby. Let's go. Whoa, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that, that's, I agree. I think that's exciting. I think it's deep. I'm excited, like, like I said, of what's to come with this. I think we're going to start things off, too, with our introducing our coaches and some of the architects as well, right? Getting them kind of getting um, their voice out there as much as we can. Hear their passion and hear their their dedication to men's league and to improving mental health and like you said yeah athletes normal everyday guys or you know the prime minister of canada who knows whatever if you know somebody and that that's interesting and that has a passion for men's mental health please reach out to us i think yeah dm us on our instagram or or email derek or myself at fabian at men's league derek at men's league we're always looking for new people to bring on the show Awesome. Anything else on your platter, on your magic sheet? No, man, that's it. That's a wrap. That's uh, episode one. There we go. All right. Thanks, everybody.